Hello, everybody. This is Michael Rosso, Film Photography Podcast number 108, August 1st, 2014. We have a fantastic show today. The whole gang is here with our special return guest, Mr. Mark O'Brien. Before we get started, I just want to remind everyone that Matt Marash has an upcoming workshop. It's a workshop called Film in the Digital Age. It's really geared up for folks who are just starting to get into film photography. And here's Matt to tell us about it. This is Matt Marash, your man in the Midwest, here to talk to you today about my upcoming workshop, Saturday, August 23rd, at the MPEX Learning Studio that's in Columbus, Ohio. It's going to be called Shooting Film in a Digital World. This is going to be an all-inclusive, start-to-finish, beginning film, learning about the process, how to load it, expose it, develop it, scan it, manage it in post, all of that stuff. We're going to cover it. We're going to have a full day just having fun and learning about film. It's going to be a great series of live demonstrations. We're going to have cameras, Film available, FPP swag, of course, and even a few giveaways there. Cost the class is 99 bucks, limited to the first 30 participants, I believe. You can find out more about this workshop at mpex.com, so mpex.com slash learn, where you can sign up for any of their really cool classes that they have available. And that, again, is called Shooting Film in a Digital World. You can also find out more at filmphotographyproject.com, and you can find some stuff out on my personal site, mattmirage.com. Uh, Shooting Film in a Digital World, again, Saturday, August 23rd, and I uh, hope to see you there. For folks out there who could attend Matt's workshop, it's going to be a lot of fun. There's going to be a lot of bonus fun things that are not you know, mentioned on the webpage. I can guarantee you'll, you'll have a great time hearing Matt talk about film photography. We're going to take a quick break. Before we do, I just want to remind everyone about the Film Photography Store. Just click the Store button on our website filmphotographyproject.com, you will see that we are offering quite a variety of hand-rolled, unique films, especially the films from Shmina. That, that's right. That's the Eastern Europe film now available in the Film Photography Project store. Also, 620 film, perhaps the world's largest selection of 620 film. New New on authentic, newly produced 620 spools. That's right. The FPP is now producing 620 film spools. And we will hand wind, that's right, hand wind the film for you when you're ordering film from the FPP store in the 620 film department. So get out that Kodak Brownie. Get out that Argus 620 camera. Get out that Keystone camera. Get out that 620 camera and have some fun this summer. We'll be right back with the show. What show? It's a great year for pictures. And Scofilm makes the picture right. And Scofilm any day or night. It's a great year for pictures. So why don't you go and get A-N-S-C-O. And Scofilm. And This weekend, make your pictures great with Ansco. Hey, everybody. This is Michael Rosso. This is the Film Photography Podcast, the internet radio show for people who love to shoot film. <laughs> I'm here in our studio. I'll start the other end of the table, this show. Uh, Leslie Lazenby is here. Hi, everyone. Dane Johnson. Hello. Mark Dalzell is his fancy schmancy shutter tester machine. John Fideli. 
Hey, how you doing? You're looking good. Thank you. My name is Michael. It's Michael Rosso. <laughs> and return guest, Mr. Mark O'Brien. Hello there. No! It's conceivable that Matt Marash may walk in during this recording. At any moment. At any moment. We really don't know. And I would like to do a shout-out. It's literally a shout-out. It's like, hey, to Aaron. Hey, 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 how you doing? It's like a literal shout-out. We... We're in the same configuration of the walking workshop, meaning the studio audience setup is still set up, but just Aaron is here. Yeah. yeah. Stayed here for two we weeks. We needed audience placement. <laughs> and I wanted to thank Aaron. He gave me a print. You did give me this, right? And it's a print shot with uh, Shmina 200. Oh. And the first thing I ask him, which I ask everyone that gives me a print, I'm like, is this an inkjet? No. Uh, Kodak Polymax. Three RC. Uh, this is um, Kodak Polymax Three RC, which I kind of I'm kind of tear up, John, because yeah. back in the day when we were at the William Patterson uh, darkroom, like yeah. we knew about the papers yes. when it was available. I know nothing now. Yeah, we should probably have a paper show sometime in the fall. Look at that. Talk mm-hmm. about what type of papers are available. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful to see it on that kind of paper, man. Because so many people uh, who listen to FPP are now starting to get into the darkroom right. and are starting to print. Aaron, I know Aaron's not on microphone, but when did you start actually printing? 1997. 1997. Oh, okay, okay. Well, now, off and okay, on. that's a long time ago. Yeah. yeah. You don't look. You you look very young. It was my first, was my first three. semester in college. <laughs> first semester in college. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and Mark Dalzell is way too busy with all his like. I'm drugs. listening. What do you want? You started hey. to print as well. In the last couple of days. So why don't we, yeah. in the fall. I the year was 2014. In the fall, we'll have a printing. We'll talk about prints in the, in the fall. Great. Oh, cool. Okay. It's available. I say in the fall because this is going to be the last show before we take our summer break. Oh, wait a minute. I got a question. What show? <laughs> this one. Yeah, 2 a.m. last night. Oh. It's still wet. John, you have a question? Yeah, what show? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, I have a question. And if you have, you know, folks out there listening, if you think the show's a little sluggish, then don't worry. We're cracking open a caffeinated. Okay, everybody Ms. mark this moment because things are going to best Mrs. fly off the Brown. Handle. You know, this show we're going to be talking about uh, Dane's Yukonon DX3. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we're going to be talking about a. The label fell off. Oh, oh where? Oh. Now it's just a brown smear. We're talking about <laughs> smudge. We're talking about a camera that sounds like How do you a do it on that? We'll be talking about a camera that sound this the way you pronounce it sounds like like something from Andy Warhol's Dracula. A Virgin. Yes. An Nice. Also we'll be talking about something called a Wara camera. Waramatic. Yep. Vera okay. Vera Wara. The uh, upside down. We'll be talking about my favorite flicker. And then the whole group is gonna like just start Hoot and hollering because we're, we're going to do like a, a tribute to Argus. Like talking about Argus, mm. like where they're oh, from, yeah. how they started. Sweet. You know, a few Arguses here. We're going to be talking about Columbo and Peter Falk, how we oh, really? shot with the Argus C3. Oh, that's right. The in episode London. where he goes to London. I didn't see that one. I mean, there are close ups with him. Wow. Because he's trying to get into the crowd, taking yeah, a picture yeah, yeah, like yeah. the Queen. And it cuts yes, to a close up brick. There oh, it is. Wow. He could have killed the Queen with a brick. Yeah, he could have oh, yeah. just thrown it at her. And, of course, uh, some listener letters and lots more. From Ansco, this year's big news in low-priced cameras. Now, every Ansco cadet camera comes with an unconditional one-year guarantee. If for any reason, even for accidental damage, your cadet fails to work properly, Ansco will replace it for just a few pennies postage and handling. Ansco quality makes this guarantee possible. 
And that's why only Ansco dares make this offer. No wonder camera fans are excited about these Ansco cadet cameras and camera outfits. Truly great values from $5.95 to $15.95. And here's more exciting news. Right now, with this free coupon, you can save 75 cents off dealer price on this Ansco Reflex Cadet outfit. Save 50 cents on the Ansco Cadet and Cadet Flash outfits. Get your free coupon today at your Ansco dealers. Hurry, offer is limited. Ansco Cadet Camera Outfits. If it comes from Ansco, you know it's A+. Hey, we're back. Why don't we, uh, do we want to open, open up with one listener letter? Sure. This is from uh, Zachary Massengill. He says, Dear FPP, I've been a film user for a while now and have constantly searched for new ways to help me along the way. Your podcasts have been a great source of both entertainment and knowledge for the use of film. I first became interested in photography in 2005. I bought a used Nikon D70. Is that a good one? Yeah, I'm not a Nikon guy. D70. I thought you were a Nikon guy. John, I am. John. I thought you liked Nikons. Seriously, I feel like I'm in like a different dimension. <laughs> okay. You, you don't like Nikons at all? It's gotta Not be. It's gotta be the Mountain Dew. Oh, cannon. Okay. cannon. He's a cannon. Pet. Yeah, Jesus. He wants a divorce. I thought I knew you after all these years. No, I mean Jeez, I, I guess. See, I, see, I have known you as long as I've known my wife because I do the same thing with my wife. I'm like, don't you like chocolate? You don't like chocolate? You know, does that my mom? Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll be over at my mom's for dinner, and she'd be like, "Don't you like? It? You always like it's asparagus. Like, mom, like, I always no, hated mom, it. I've never like asparagus yeah. ever in my life. Yeah. See. That means we need to get divorced. We've known each other way too long. Yes. Is that how it works? Um, Who's Nikon guy? Uh, Marcus. Mark, Mark does that. The two Marks. I like Nikon, yeah. I like D70 is a good one. D- D70? Yeah. It was my first digital SLR. Yeah. Oh, it's a digital oh, SLR. Oh, yeah. of course. It's digital. Yeah. Okay, well, anyways, <laughs> so this is the point. And he said he took some very nice images with it and updated his gear until he got a D700. But... <laughs> Then came a project that I had been meaning to do for years, and that was to scan all the family pictures. These date from the turn of the last century, and some from the First World War. I was shocked at the quality of the prints, the sharpness of the negatives. The color ones from the 70s looked better than what I was doing with my digital equipment, and I was selling that work. So I decided to get into film. He first got a Yashica 124G TLR. Nice. Loved it. Ran several rolls through it. He then got a Nikon 4F. Great little camera. That was his favorite camera of all time until the Hasselblad 500CM. The Blad will be with me until I cannot find film. I've also tried a 4x5 camera. Very fun, but no labs here would touch it. And I no longer have the space for a dark room. He just got a Polaroid 420 from your site. Oh, so simple, and I don't have to get out the light meter. The black and white images are so stylized. Thank you for talking me into trying it. Yeah, good salesman. Who talked him into it? Oh, never mind, Mike. You. I sent him a dollar to try it. I sent him a dollar? <clears throat> yeah. Explain, explain to me what's going on. <laughs> Start again. I'm reading a letter. How did I talk him into I don't know. No, it just, says right here. It says... It's a podcast. Oh, podcast. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, okay. Continue, please. <sighs> I'm sending you a few cameras, doodads, and a book to pass on to those who can use them. The Land Camera works, just needs the rollers cleaned. The Nikon is also in working order. I've not tested the other Polaroid or the Kodak. Enjoy. Keep up the great podcasts. Zachary Mazengill. It's awesome. Mark, where did you get that drink? Coke? That, that drink right there. <laughs> this? Yeah. This is my giant iced tea you were making He's, fun of. Oh, my God. <laughs> So I want to thank we, Zachary we, for ma- mailing that letter yeah, in. It's always great to get uh, donations, and we always appreciate it. And thanks so much. Yeah. But you know, he brought up a point that's really important for our time. 
He's scanning all those pictures from way back yeah. because he has them. Yeah. No we don't print today. That's right. And we don't print on anything long-lasting. Not only that, people are taking pictures of their family events and their cameras. They're losing. Yeah. They, they lose the card. The camera. Absolutely. Yeah, right. Cards are getting lost. There's no archiving going on. Yeah. People have no idea how to get the images out of their digital exactly. equipment. God. My um, sister-in-law said that. They print it themselves because it's photo-quality paper. Yeah. But it's not photo-quality ink that you're you, spraying no. on that paper. If you ask me, so, things are a mess. You know what it's referred to? <laughs> it's called the digital dark age. Yeah. It is. Yes. Yeah. Makes yeah. sense. It's, it's totally going to be sense. the lost generation of family photographs. Absolutely. Because yeah. well, the know, only way you're going to get them back is to go check out with the NSA and say, hey, you still got those pictures? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, we were just talking about me just, just now getting into printing, but uh, the other night I was in my, quote, dark room, uh, and I printed up a picture of my daughter and just having that piece of paper with her image on it is, was such a rare thing. Even though I've taken thousands and thousands of pictures of her, yeah. to have one on a piece of paper in my hands was beautiful. Your family, your your digital family, doesn't do a lot of printing of their digital images. Well, right, because I mean, like a lot of families, tablets. my family is scattered all over the world, so we email things, and we're on Facebook, and we're on Dropbox, and Flickr, and whatever. So the idea of having, you know, the only time we ever print pictures was when I'm going to visit my grandmother, and we print out a dozen, you know, from the machine at Target or something, yeah. which are terrible. But uh, yeah, to actually have a properly printed picture on a piece of Polymax 2F paper or whatever it was is, you know, beautiful. Wow. <laughs> And your, do- your, I, I just want to mention that Mark's dark room was a donation from a friend of mine. Yeah, all the Deborah equipment. Guzman, yeah, pretty much all the equipment. Amazing. Who gave him the enlarger uh, and all the chemicals? Why don't you oh, set up your dark room in your in your barn? It's not heated. There's no water. Oh, uh, you probably could run some water in there. Uh, the zoning would be crazy to get a permit to put uh, water in my. Not garage if you don't ask. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> just put a hole. I think in they it. would notice the back hose. <laughs> Just put a hole in your roof in a 30-gallon drum. <laughs> yeah, what about that thing you got with the rainwater That's on the true. roof? I have rain, a rain barrel now. I could just use that. So Some do fresh have, pH balance. Do you have an overage of letters, or what, what do you got? I got one more letter we could read. Okay, go ahead. From uh, Michael Sherman, Shaq Mahdi. Shaq Mahdi. <laughs> on the Flickr. He said, hey, Mike and the gang, just wanted to congratulate you on your 100th episode. Yay. I've been with you since the first shoe, and I really appreciate what you guys have done for the film community. Keep up the good work. Any chance of getting some developers and fixers in the store? No. Oh, some photo flow <laughs> uh, and other stuff for the darkroom? I'll explain in a second. Okay. <laughs> I'd rather give you guys my business than the super stores. The super stores. And he also says, when shooting Polaroid pack in. cameras, don't forget to clean your rollers. That's what he says? Yeah, clean it. Mike Sherman. <laughs> okay. Hey, thanks, Jack. So Money. why no developers or anything like I'm that? I'm looking into it. Uh, I'm looking into it because I really would like to stock, you know, Kodak D76. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, in the FPP store, we're currently stocked the um, Unicolor C41 kit. C41. Yeah. But currently, it's only for people within the United States. Uh, and I don't know the reason why. I guess it has to do with terrorism and whatnot. But the fact is, as of right now, Justin in the FPP shipping department has looked into it. And you cannot ship either liquid or powder photochemistry outside of the U.S. borders. If someone ordered the C41 Unicolor kit from the FPP store, which is all powder, and we Mm. shipped it, would anyone really care? Would it get there? But, as we talked about in the car, I don't really need, like, the government showing up at the FPP and confiscating every computer... Everything, all the film, like, like it's just not worth it. Come quietly or there will be trouble. You are under arrest. You have the right to remain silent 
Anything you say may be used against you. Yeah. Now. We confiscated this box that has a bunch of powder in it and it's labeled C4 or something. Yeah. <laughs> the ones are rubbed off. Yeah. It's true, right? I mean, C4 you just version ship the one. next Svema film? I guess. Oh, yeah, right, yeah, exactly. To an exchange. I, I shipped a guitar to someone a couple weeks ago in Hong Kong and it got blocked by customs for wood import restrictions or something. Like, they That's just crazy. go crazy on everything. On a vintage guitar, like give me a break. So uh-huh. yeah, they're cracking down. But the sad part is that I mean, most folks who live outside of the U.S. want that Unicolor kit. It's so <laughs> I asked incredible. Justin to look yeah. into uh, FedEx and <laughs> FedEx and UPS, right? And they have the restrictions as well. But those are privately owned companies. I didn't think there would be the restrictions. We didn't look into DHL. Yeah, DHL does any. They don't care. Anything. Yeah, hands and care. heads. And <laughs> That's what the H stands <laughs> for. Yeah. Yeah. Hands and legs. Hands, heads. <laughs> Delivered and hands and legs. Organs. <laughs> yeah, or anything. Keep them on ice. It's all good. Hey, so when we come back, yeah. any more letters? That was it, right? Uh, I could do another Keep one. Reading. Real quick one. Yeah, go ahead. About a Patterson tank? No. Fly it at me. Can we do that one? Okay, it says, Hey, just listen to the 100th great show referring to wet Patterson tank reels. I always have a bucket of water just in case in the dark room. If I find the film is not loading, I dunk it in water and load the wet film. And that's what you were telling me before. How do you load wet film? I thought it gets all jammed up. Make sure that water's cold and it Mm. makes it slippery. I mean, you can't wait 20 minutes because the film will swell. At this point, the water's simply just using like a a pre wet. Yeah. So, yeah. So let me ask you. Even uh, kind of last how, minute. How, how does CVS when they develop? That's an automatic thing. They just yeah, throw they got, in the they, cartridge and they it, got a little sh- thing. Yep, yeah, and they put it in there with their hands. The machine and they, does it. Oh, they, they yes, do it by hand. Yes, yes. they the connect one roll onto the, the next, or one roll onto a leader. Oh, okay. Takes it out. How does a machine okay. suck it out of the cartridge? I don't know. If I do that, I wouldn't be Magic. sitting here. You know what? Right now, I'm going to take a time machine, go back into time, and ask Keith Swan. We're good. Let's do that. Oh. We'll do that time machine. So thing. when you heard the episode two take episodes a field trip ago, to CBS. Yes. that yeah. was me asking a question. From a time machine oh from God. this from the, episode. Yes, from you the follow future. That? We were asking, it's like Planet of the Apes. At that point, we'll be asking that. a question from the future. So Three, two, one, go. Already. Wait, now, now insert time hold machine. On, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. God bless you. I don't understand. <laughs> I'm going to sneeze later. Okay. <laughs> Put them in the Iron Maiden. So, John, why? You, you don't, you're not currently processing film, so what do you care? No, well, because I had an accident. I accidentally you did. Wa- yes. Yeah. I, I accidentally washed. A canister of film yeah, we that was about exposed. That we know. All about no, that. we didn't talk about it. Yeah, we did. No, we didn't. We just we, we didn't. We talked talk about it here. We didn't talk about it on the podcast. <sighs> we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about two shows. Oh yeah, we're yeah. About two <laughs> shows ago. Don't you remember? remember we Where were you? Ago? Oh my God, you're right. Yeah, but anyhow, that's that's your accident. Wow, John. I just had a question. All right, so wait. So thank you that very much, work. David, for your uh, submission. That's it. That's it. So Leslie, people can. Submerge their film and, and get it on the spools wet. Yes, kind of last resort thing. And oh. you got to think a lot of times maybe you're not loading someplace where you have wet. You take it in, you know, What's you load wrong? it up and you take it somewhere but else. while it's dry, what about just get it, taking it off the reel and starting over? Sometimes you get a little you nervous. Can. Yes, you little, can. I do but that many you know, times. Don't it's sweat just, start. Things start happening. You start to panic. Yeah. Or sometimes when I'm just dip it in water film. and kill it. You know, from the dark room, yeah. loading film, and it's going bad. Oh, I hate that. You're in there a long time, and it's just dark. And I, Mark, I think about bugs attacking. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm there, and you're like a warm body. You think bugs are just going to start. And you just load a centipede instead of your roll of film. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. You feel things Woo. crawling on the back of your neck. Well, I haven't tried putting bugs in my film yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're going to come back, and we talk about some old cameras. This is the old camera show. Okay. Mark, do a- any bugs live on toilet paper I should be worried about? <laughs> oh, my God. 
Okay, good. Crotch feeders. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Mike here with John. The dark room is a lab on the West Coast, and these days, because, you know, we're all shooting film, but, you know, the big question is, where do I bring my film to get processed? Because Mm -hmm. so many local labs have been closing, and even our local CVS, Target stores, Walmarts... It's diminishing. The Darkroom is an option, and they've really stepped up to develop all films. 110 film, 126 film, 35mm film, 620 film, 120 film, 4x5 film, 8x10 Wow. One-stop uh, shopping. Black and white, color print C41, color slide E6. E6. Uh, 120, 220, 35, 4x5, 8x10. The Dark Room. It's com. They also do testing of awesome films like Lomo, X-Pro, Red Scale, True Black and White, Crossbird, Redbird, oh, Nightbird, oh, hey. uh, Infrared Films. All of us here at the FPP highly recommend you go there. They'll take good care of you. The Dark Room. Dot com. <laughs> Tell them the FPP sent you. Yeah. Hey, we're back. Hey, Dane, let's talk about your Yukonon DX3. All right. What's yeah, it actually called? It's called the Yunon DX3. <laughs> I fixed the la- label. <laughs> you, you got film in that? Oh, sure. Oh, yeah, there you go. Did you ever shoot with that before, Leslie? Hey, get away from me. Hey, what are you doing over there, Mark? Mark He doesn't like when my beard caresses his knuckles. I'm trying to do some research for Dane while he talks. So Uh, what's the story? It's just a junk camera. uh, Yeah, it's one of those classic junk ones. We've got a 35 with the plastic lens. It's. I assume it's... What do you think? Is, is it, it even worth Japanese? talking about? No, it is because oh, no, it's probably. it's one of those early ones. Like when you you know when all the Lomo stuff was you know getting hot. A lot of the times I've you know I've used the Lomo stuff, which I I really actually got great results on those. They do exactly what with the freaky stuff. But I always like to find these crappy cameras that kind of don't they they do that Lomo freakiness stuff, but they didn't plan it to. So you kind of get these different effects. Each one has its own kind of style. So I always keep an eye out for these, and they're cheap. But they always, you know, they always have fun, you know, things you can do. Like this one doesn't have B settings. It doesn't have any kind of focus. It's fixed focus. All it has is the classic 8, 11, and 16 with the icons. But it's got the scissor-style aperture, you know, where it just kind of closes two, oh. like, things on the, on the, you know. And I swear some of those will make some cool effects when you shoot. What is that called? It's, I don't know, know what, what it's called, called, but if you, if you, you know, the action doesn't... You know how the, the good aperture blades are the more, I guess the more blades you have, the better sometimes? This one has two. So it's just like a scissors that close on, a, on the opening. So you can probably almost see it. But anyways, it's got that, and then it's got fun stuff like any of the ones with the rewind on the back. So when you want to do double, double exposures, you can just kind of hit that, rewind a little, and then come back, and now you can shoot. And it thinks you just wound. Right, right. So you can do a lot of double exposure stuff. And these are... Shoot, three dollars if you're lucky. You know that. <laughs> can you find that? The on price eBay? just went up on eBay as soon as you mentioned the I, name of that. Yeah, yeah can you right. find There's that on eBay? I can't find any. You know, there's you some know. on eBay, but you can't even Google it. I can't find anything on Camerapedia. Anything on all it has is other people selling them in like Etsy. And we eBay. don't support the Camerapedia <laughs> anymore. Oh, or whoever it was. Camera Wiki. Camera Wiki. That's what it was. It was Camera Wiki. <laughs> you have a fight? Not me. You have a falling. So out? whatever. I didn't have a falling okay. out. So, anyways, it just takes some cool pictures, and, and I've gotten them back, and they all have they all have care they have like a lot of character. And is that a, is that a light yeah. meter on the front? It's got nothing. It's all fun. oh yeah, it's got the plastic a like sticker. sticker. Have you tested oh, the shutter? It has a hot shoe and hot a hot shoe. Function. Have you so, tested that shutter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a dead on one seventieth. One seventieth wow. of a yeah. second. 
at six, it's so it's you know don't don't expect too much in, inside you know out of it, but outside and you're running around. It takes 35 millimeter film. Yep, and it's it's just a beater. So it's, you know, it's just got three settings. And she's color I would as well. That, sun, I would take that to the beach because if, even if you got oh yeah, beach right? yeah, even if you get sand in it, it's a good summer camera because even if you get sand in it, it'll probably make it better. <laughs> Yeah. It'll grind the gears a lot. Yeah, you'll be like, yeah, listen to that. I'll take that with me to the show. Oh, yeah. What show? So, you know, I always keep an eye. I'm a sucker for these little... I've, I've got a lot of these. It's called a DR3? DX-3. Oh, DX-3. So DX3. You usually throw Unon. in there? Like 100 or 200? I throw in... I always throw in something 200 plus just because... You know, if in, unless you're going to use the flash, even then, I guess. Yeah. But also, I like these are ones that I use, which we talked about on that show a couple of weeks ago. When I always like to do a lot of nasty things to the film itself, because right, 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 right. if you screw anything up, big deal. You know, yeah. it's like you know, you go get another one. What show? So what? What show, Dane? Three weeks ago. It was like two, you don't. Show? You still don't remember that, do I you? I do remember. Okay. It, so. The time when you tried you and you tried to acid wash those jeans, but you didn't know you had film in the pocket. I know that was a crazy show. Yeah, you should. Uh, you, <laughs> yeah. Now, anyone else here on the panel like like using these like crap cameras? Crap cameras. Every once in a while, I used my tomato camera not too long ago. <laughs> nice. That pretty what, much the is the sardinia. All plastic. Oh, that's not a crap camera. Oh, it's a it's it modeled after but crappy some, cameras. Okay. It's a crappy camera yeah. knockoff. Yeah, there you that's go. What I mean. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a fancy, yeah. schmancy, crappy camera. How about Mark? Can he take a break from his homework to chime in? He's doing his taxes, man. <laughs> it's good. It sounds good. Yeah, You're a little late it. on your taxes. No, no it isn't. I, I, I love my Holga. I love my Debonair. Oh, you do? Those Those are my favorite, they're my favorite awesome. outdoor yep. cameras. Okay. I'm not a fan. Uh, yep, he's, a, he's Mr. Serious over here. Yeah. yeah. Love him. F- most favorite images mm-hmm. have, have come from yep. those two cameras. Yep. Well, when we come back, we'll be talking about a virgin. Whoa. <gasps> it's like, it's Who's like the an guy excited in Dracula, R2-D2. Andy Warhol's Dracula like, actor? Andy Warhol? Oh, I don't know. He was in Frankenstein, too. Yeah, what was his name? Oh, well, look at come him. Come on, you know who he is. Uh, uh, no, Lou Rawls. The, the actor. The, <laughs> the, the <laughs> Another vampire like mine. Oh, you're not talking about the Andy Warhol actor. Yes. Joe Dallastrano? Joe Dallas. No, no that was the good-looking guy. We're talking about the guy you know, who plays the, no, no. the guy with the dark Udo hair. Kerr. Udo, yes, Udo yeah, Kier. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love him. So when we come yeah. back, we'll be talking about the Udo Kier camera. Oh, sweet. <laughs> After Andy Warhol's Frankenstein comes. May I introduce Count Andy Warhol's Dracula. Let me out tonight. No, not tonight. But I don't have the food I eat. I only have chicken, vegetables I've never seen before. I'm sure they have no virgin meat. It must be tonight. After Andy Warhol's Frankenstein, here is Andy Warhol's Dracula. Oh, Sheldon. Hey, this is Michael Rosso, host of the Film Photography Podcast, and a huge thank you to folks out there who have donated to the FPP over the last few months or year. If you love the FPP and really dig the podcast and continued blogs, videos, then please consider donating to the Film Photography Project. And you could do so very easily by either finding a camera, a film camera that works, and consider donating it to the show. Do you have any excess film that you're not shooting? Or if you can make a contribution, you could easily do that on the FPP Film Photography Project site and click Donate. 
Everything that's received is used for the film, photography, project, and its podcast, for our monthly giveaways, and any monies that are made in the FPP store just fuel the podcast. Let's keep these shoes going. The Film Photography Podcast. It's here for you. Mm, That's right, yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much. Hey, we're back. I have to tell you, these cameras, I got to give you guys a lot of credit because I'm just, you know, Thank you, Mike. boring. That's all we wanted to hear. Like, you know me. We're out of here. You know, to me, like a, t- a Canon T60 is exciting. <laughs> but, and I've never heard of these cameras. Virgin Edenex. Holy smokes. Sounds yeah. like a pig sounds Latin. Like a, sounds like scrambled word. Scandy. Jumble. Yeah. Leslie, that's your camera? This is my camera. Where are they? Please, we'll tell, take it away home. Look, look at that shoe. It, um, oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> Where's the other one? So what is it? <laughs> well, what it is, it has another of my little interesting stories in front of it. I was on the Frugal Photographer looking for some odd film. Yes. And they had an ad on there for the Virgin Eden X 127 camera, and I thought... Huh? That is freaking cool. I gotta have one of those because it it's got little like ears on it. Yeah. So okay, next step, right over to Google. The Google. Google. Google comes up with the Klein Eden X, the uh, Adox Adret, and in the U.S. it was called the Midget Marvel. Hmm. Sounds politically incorrect. To I can have one of these. So where do you go next? eBay. Mm-hmm. Not on eBay. Hmm. Dang, sad girl. Right. But I did find out 35 and 127, both. Hmm. So, as my magical little world happens to be, the next day, I was given one. Unbelievable. Hmm. No. Freakazoidal. That's totally Seriously. Yep. And it was the 35 version. And I couldn't remember why I was looking it up. I still had my notes on the computer. It took me a while to figure out it was the Frugal Photographer site. But this thing is just adorable. This is the 35. It's tiny. It has a recessed lens. I call it the ears. It does have the uh, uh, Prontor shutter. Neat little shutter in it. Loads very similar to... um, Leica from the bottom. Oh, yeah, like it feds. Oh, look at that. Some of the feds. Wow. It's yeah. got this little panel on the back that you kind of flip up, but that helps whoa, you. Whoa, there's film in there. That oh. helps you to, I know, <laughs> oh, practice okay. loading. Up at your gaze. Um, <laughs> it, uh, it helps, you know, to get it threaded in and to load it. That's handy. It is that just is so can I ask the you a quick question. Yes. Do you no. need to have the lens pulled out all the way to shoot? Yes, you do. If that's just oh, for loading. Something you could put it in like B or to then like pull it out as you shoot. Well, I don't know, maybe. Ah, but will it, will it block the shot? Some cameras will block the shot. Uh, if it's not I don't think this is. Uh, of all the models, this was pretty much a basic. That's there was cool. Eden X one, two, three, three S type of thing. You know what I love about that camera, which is so simple, is it's, it's obviously a stamped case, but the way that they sort of like. Put that texture on it. It looks like it's cast. Like it looks like oh, it's it made out of does. cast yeah. stainless steel. It's just really German. Ain't no plastic on that baby. Ain't no sunshine Beautiful. when she's gone. Hey, <laughs> who rolls in the house? Yeah. Uh, but they oh, no, start. They started these cameras in 1935. Ended them in 52. Uh, mine is one of the earlier ones. There were some finer lenses. This is not. This is, I think, a 4.5. No, there were not a lot of these in the U.S. at that time. Well, they had the Midget Marvel, but I have yet to find a Midget Marvel. But those weren't, like, marketed in the U.S. Like, you had a Midget Marvel. They were? Yes. Not this one, though. No. 
So this German. one, unless you came over from Germany or someone sent it over here. I never thought about that. We never yes, sold in a store. Probably not. Um, what can you set on that camera? What's that? Can, what can you set? Films? Uh, oh, anything. Speed? Shutter speed, F-stop. Really? Uh-huh. What's it open up zone? to? 4.5. But, uh, Standard for yes, that. Yes, yeah. zone, zone but indentations. Did you feel them? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that you've got some quick shoot. Type of thing. Have you shot with that camera? I haven't. I, I just got it. Oh, just got so it. I can't wait to. Oh, Everything right seems good on it. Oh, that's just so lens you, opens as it should. Did shutter you give ties. it the Mark Dalzell shutter test? I did not because he's insulting about it. He has to tell everyone their shutters are off. <laughs> I think I have a feeling this Don't is going to be the messenger. I think this is going to be pretty accurate. This the slow speeds are really great. Good. This thing yeah. is machined beautifully. I got to find one of these. Oh, we'll test you it. did the timer. Oh yeah, every once in a while you guys dead. You know, I know so the good. lowest ones are always a pain. Uh huh. But Speed. so there's there's not. Uh, they did make range finder versions. Mine is just a, a view finder, not a range finder, and um, it's not really too much about it. Just there aren't many of them. And when I saw those little ears on there, because that's how you pinch it and pull it out. Mm-hmm. So I just have to have one. The, the Leia. Yeah, the Princess Leia camera with the ears. Little buns on the yeah. side. Fighter. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. Had the neat little typical leather case at the time. This is Virgin on the front. Virgin. Virgin from Wiesbaden, Germany. What is the translation? Virgin. What does it mean? Um, Means shoot film, yes, like. I think yes. it's a typo. <laughs> no. I, you know. Nah. Okay. So that's that. It's a little camera, not a lot <clears throat> about it, but eventually I will get Thank images you. posted on so Flickr nice. that uh, I will shoot, of course, with some lovely uh, Shvima 200. Oh, film. you know oh, it. Yay. I'll test it with that. You like that. So that's that. Yeah, folks out there listening, you know, we're uh, Shmina crazy these days. Lester's favorite film. You can go to the filmphotographystore.com and pick up uh, your favorite Shmina film. And yes, it's a new film. Yes, being made somewhere in the old Soviet Union. Mm. Well, the Virgin <laughs> makes a very nice transition into the Wara. Sure. Yes. Uh, both Germans? Speaking of uh, Wara Russians. Mm. Yes. The Wara Max? Vera, well, Matic. So, yeah, so Wara or Vera, W E R R A is the, is the brand. And. Um, from from what I can understand, these are basically these are the cameras that when Russia sort of stole the contacts factory and took all their German engineers back to uh, Kiev, uh, back to uh, was it, yeah back to Russia anyway. The the engineers that were left behind started making these cameras. Which Whoa, are you telling me that after the war, World War II, that actually some engineers and whatnot, the Russians contacts. would say, "You're coming with us." And you're going to work in this factory in Russia. You're relocating. They, yep. lit- I mean, they not literally. Sorry, but they basically picked up the entire contacts factory, machines, parts, accessories. Why didn't they just leave it in Germany? Because that was a whole different country. When they <laughs> okay. when the war was ended, they took the, the factory from oh. Dresden and moved it to Kiev, and that's where all the Kiev cameras started coming out of. <clears> and then I think all, later all the Zeniths and all that, whatever. But um, but the the guys that were left behind um, <laughs> were making the Vera cameras, and these were made. Uh, they were so they were East German, so they were made. Um, some were made for the you know East German market, and Very some were made to dirty. be exported. So the one I have here is uh, one of the non-export models, which hmm. doesn't mean anything, but. Um, so yeah, that so looks fairly one, modern. It's incredibly modern. I'm, I'm really. What year is that camera? I'm missing the. Uh, well, they were made from 54 to 68. Wow, that's this, an older one. This is one. No, this is one of the newer ones. One. So this is this would be a late mid to late 60s. It looks like a. Like, it's upside down. <laughs> it <laughs> looks really. Mo- looks like a modern day digital camera. That lens it is does. so busy. Well, and it's missing. Awesome. Mine is missing the the, the uh, lens cap, which which also doubles as a sunshade for it. Oh. And if you Google 
the, the Vera camera with its shade on. It, it's the most beautiful, elegant camera. It looks like it was designed by Apple. The Google. You know, like a collaboration between Apple and Leica. Like, it's just beautiful. But it has these incredible features. So, basically, as you can see, the body itself has nothing on it whatsoever except for the shutter button. Right. Everything else is built into the lens. So this camera, looking at it, you wouldn't, you wouldn't know futuristic. It. Full prismed rangefinder. It has a light meter, auto aperture. It, this is actually a um, removable lens. There were multiple Whoa. lenses you could get for this camera. I mean, just the Sweet. features in it are incredible. That's crazy. This, it was available as either a zone focus or a rangefinder. It was available with or without the light meter. Which one is that? This one has, is a rangefinder with the light meter, which is sort of the, the top model. It was also available in... This incredible olive green color, which that's the one I'm trying the one to Dane get. Wants too. Oh, yeah. I'd, I'd go for the olive green. Oh, the, the green one. Again, people listening, hopefully you're Googling this right now. But the green one is so beautiful. So that's definitely the one. Where did I've, you get it? I've been trying to get. This came, a uh, guy walked into the store. Um, actually, I got this from the same guy that I got the, uh, the Nikon F2 and F3s from. Right. Mm. <clears throat> this was sort of tossed in the pile. For those folks listening, uh, Mark is the proprietor of Metropolis Music in Jersey City. Bum, bum. If you happen Correct. to be there, go wander in and talk to Mark. Bring some cameras. Yeah. That's right. People, just, then, so people just walk in. Yeah. Okay. And then the most uh, sort of cool feature about this camera that everyone always talks about is, again, there's no film winder on it. So the film winder is actually the lens barrel. So oh, so sweet. Yeah. Everything, oh, oh, oh. Everything is built into the I lens itself. I can outbid you, Dane. So when I, I, I when I got this camera, it was completely seized up. I saw, on the oh, inside, I, I pulled out four four <laughs> screws, and this whole front piece comes off, and that's everything is completely contained inside wow. the lens. So it's it's cool. really tricky to work on, but it's just a beautiful design, and it has a really nice lens. It has a really nice feel to it. How accurate is that? Is that working properly? Uh, that mine works a hundred percent. That my light meter is a little funny because it's a selenium <clears> light meter. <throat> Um, so I'm not 100% sure on that, but um, it's got, um, I'm, I keep thinking of more features of that. It's got so much stuff packed into it, but it's got um, MXV shutters, uh, so it's got M and X sync, plus it's got the self-timer. It's got a PC. Carl Zeiss Jenna lens on it. It's, it's a Zeiss camera. It's, it's their actual oh, okay. brand. Yeah, it's, so it's a Carl Jenna Zeiss Vera camera. What are the results of that? Have you shot with it yet? Uh, I, on this one, Yes. Yeah, there are pictures up on my Flickr stream. Very good. Yeah, is this very nice. Type of is this camera going to be like a up in like a in your collection to always shoot with, or once you shoot with it, it goes into the collection? This one will stay on a on a visible place on my shelf. Right. If I get the green rangefinder, that will be one of my top ten cameras. It's so beautiful. Right. I, I, I would love to just carry it around, and it's so compact. Is there it does a so much cold shoe or a hot shoe on there? Hot shoe. Neither. It has no a, shoe. No shoe. It's shoeless. Barefoot. It's shoeless. That's, that's like when iPhones wouldn't put USB or SD card slots. You know, yeah. They were like, who needs a hot shoe? It does have a, a PC, though. It has a tripod mount on the bottom? Check tripod, yeah. It, it has a PC? It has a PC? Let him play PC with it. So you could mount one of those brackets on the bottom with the shoe off on the bracket. Exactly, uh-huh. yeah. What shoe? Yeah, this was called. It was designed to be sort of a every man's camp. It was, the, it was this is going to be a, this is a good segue. <laughs> It was a Germany. They called it the Volks camera. It was it was designed to be the people's camera, uh, that would just kind of do everything very you know simply to operate. Um, Segway into Volkswagen. We're segueing into well, America's be- Volks camera. It's beautiful. It, the design it's is amazing. Just, yeah, for yeah. Being, considering it's you know sixty some years old now. It's, it's sleek really and it can yeah. take a hit. It looks and like when you look yeah, at the viewfinder, like you can see your aperture and shutter speed in the corner. Yep. Of the Did you see also, that? The light meter is in there too. And also, again, oh. I keep thinking of things. The uh, the viewfinder, you can see that it's knurled on the back there, Mark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, diopter. 
okay. adjustment. So you cool. can unscrew oh, it. Sweet. Oh, way. Damn, that's, that's pretty cool. Sweet. That yeah, now this, this these are going to get snatched up all uh, over the place. With, right? with the light meter and the rangefinder in working shape, they go for a 120 to 150. Mm. Green, a little bit more maybe. Wow. Yeah, they're not cheap. <clears throat> these are readily available on eBay? Nah. No. But actually, I shouldn't say that. You, you can usually find a dozen or so of them on eBay, but usually of that dozen, 11 of them are coming from Bulgaria, Germany, Russia. Like, there are very few of them in the U.S. It would be very rare to find them over here. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And, th- and again, like I said, this, like you were just saying with the Vergen, this was one of the East German ones that was not built for export. So this you wouldn't have been able to buy in the U.S. or anywhere. That, that, could, that camera was sold in East Germany. Did you ask the person that you got it from how they acquired it? Uh, he got oh, no. it, yeah, but yeah, it's kind of a dead end. He got it from a woman who just had a bunch of cameras kicking yeah. around. And yeah, there's no real story there. So Now, this is, as I was mentioning, the tripod is the bigger yeah. Oh. It's, a, it's an Audi. It's got the Euro. You need to use a bushing. Yeah. They make adapters for this, right? So you could use Bushings, the... Bushings, yeah. yeah. You could usually buy a package of five of them for a bucket. And, and how do you and load? You open this... Yeah, twist that, and the whole back comes off. The whole back comes off? Yeah, like, yeah, like you're doing it right there. But yeah, twist, twist that op- to O. Yep. Oh. And then... What a beauty. <laughs> what about these grindy things? What do these things do to your film? They rip your sprockets? <laughs> And that's just part of the. Per- I think he just holds the film <laughs> snugly on there. It may have something to do with the way the winder works, but snugly, snugly, <laughs> snugly. And then this, this goes back on. No, it never goes back on. What you do? Then you do this. <laughs> Go back to. How do you set? How do you know? Like what number or frame number you're on? Uh, well, that that right there you're, that you were just touching. That's a frame counter, so it's got the frame mark. Does it automatically reset? How do you? No, reset you twist it? it to zero when you. Is that right? You load it. Yeah. And it, when you twist it, your skin comes off. Uh, <laughs> how do you? <laughs> No, I think you it, probably have to. It's you just with like with a, with your thumb. You can kind of just push it. It's in the middle. Each huh? camera. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> and now on the other side, it flips out. Come off your finger. When you do <laughs> Each camera comes Should out. Should I be lugs. bleeding? And then the rewind is on the other. It bit flips me. Out. Yeah. Incredible. It's a really interesting I'm camera. I'm a little like uh, jealous. Like I covet that. This, a, hey, uh, hey Mark, can I buy this? Um, no. Hey, I'll BTW, there's this one was, on eBay right now. This was on my top twenty. Hundred fifty-one bucks. Decked out. 151 bucks. Oh, it's got the same dent that his has. They, they, they all seem to. Where's oh. the dent? There's this is thing it, in the back. Maybe that's for your top. thumb or something. No, it's not supposed to have that. This was on my top 20 list oh, of that cameras that I've always wanted. Yeah. You know, that I always wanted. Pudding case. Good. Oh, I do have the case for mine. I do. How did you first hear about that? I don't... Yeah, I, I saw... No, I saw a picture of one somewhere, and as soon as I saw a picture, oh. I was like, oh my God, that's so beautiful. I want one. I think the bottom rips your fingers off. Try focusing this thing. Jeez, John. But you can Just see focus the, the uh, rangefinder in is super clear because no, it's, it's a proper great. prism, so it's, it's very sharp. Proper yeah. prism. Proper prism. <clears throat> None of that Kodak signet. Trifecta. Wow, three oh of them. God, that's on awesome. eBay right now? Yeah. No, didn't no, sell. Didn't sell. Got a little oh, greedy. Got a little greedy. greedy. Yeah, Three hundred seventy-one dollars. Little. But none greedy. of them were the green rangefinder, so no. I didn't go for it. Wow. Yeah, the All green right. rangefinder is very hard to find. Anything else you want to add on this? No, I mean it's it's got. I mean, apertures go from. Um, 2.8 to 22 full range of shutter speeds from bulb one second all the way up to 750. Uh, it's got a X shutter, uh, X synced shutter on all speeds, so it's it's a uh, flash synced at 750th. It's just a really no batteries. Cool camera. No, no batteries. Selenium meter. I mean, this is yeah before they invented batteries, 1950s. It's ancient. You messed up. One of those was olive green. One was the green one, but not the rangefinder. Oh, it was his own. See, getting yeah, getting a green rangefinder. Light meter. That's the one that I need. Well, at least you're not uh, specific about things. I need the 
What's that? Picky, picky, picky. Well, if I'm going for the best, you He's know, I've got the rest. He might as well start getting picky now. How many cameras do you have? Oh, Here it comes. You don't, don't even know. want to know. He won't, he won't confess. He doesn't even know. I don't. I don't know. Hundreds. Hey, when we when we come back, we're gonna be uh, Leslie's gonna be talking about uh, her favorite flicker. Flicker. We'll be right back. Do you love the Film Photography Podcast? Show your support. Visit our online store at filmphotographyproject.com. That's right. Your purchases at our store support this show. What show? (laughs) You're not only supporting the podcast, but you're also supporting our ample giveaway programs and our workshops. Just go to filmphotographyproject.com and click the store button. Good golly, Miss Molly. We're an official reseller of Kodak Alaris Films. That's right. Impossible Project Instant Films. Super amazing. And our very own FPP hand-rolled films. Your one-stop shopping. I have to tell you, I spend all my waking hours, no joke, <laughs> seeking out awesome films for your 35mm and 120 cameras. Most notably is the addition of Schmina Films. Shmina from Eastern Europe. That's right, Shmina Films. Right in our very FPP store, you'll see the famous Shmina FN64, Photo 100, Photo 200, Photo 400, and lots more. As well as Eastman Kodak black and white motion picture film. That's right. That's right for your 35mm still camera. Such stocks as Eastman Double X, Eastman High Contrast 5363, and the awesome Kodak fine grain 2366 check out all these unique film stocks right at filmphotographyproject.com hey Hey. thanks let's get back to more show Hey, we're back. Hey, Leslie. Hi. My favorite flicker. My favorite flicker. Which was one of our categories, I think, for it 2014. It is, yes, I believe so. Mm-hmm. And while we're doing that, maybe, Mark, you could think about, Mark O'Brien, uh, butter or not butter, a topic for butter or not butter. Yeah. Butter. I got yeah, butter. <laughs> no, no, butter. Th- think, you know, think about it. So, Leslie. Don't you say butter. My favorite it. flicker. This is a favorite flicker member that you follow and you enjoy looking at their photographs. Yeah. I actually found this gentleman because I was searching for images of uh, emulsion lifts, instant photography mm-hmm. emulsion lifts. And uh, his name's John Phobes, F-O-B-E-S. And um, he's got some really traditional stuff. And then he's kind of like me. He just, I, I think he's kind of like me. It always needs a lot of inspiration. I'm always trying something new. Some of his emulsion lifts look like Japanese silk paintings. Mm. They're just in, they're just beautiful delicate florals botanicals really in that generation or that uh, genre alone i considered his work very inspirational but uh, he also does not just deal with instant photography he does lots of things lots of methods lots of processes to constantly convey his ideas to it 
You look through his albums, and they include Wet Plate, which I think may be what he's currently doing. I'm not sure. He so nicely uh, matches his subject to his media, which I think is wonderful. Sometimes he'll shoot, I'll see the same subject shot on different different processes. His pinhole set is incredible. It is striking and eerie. It's kind of creepy. Eerie. Eerie. Ooh, yeah, I not like that. eerie PA, but eerie, scary, eerie. Eerie. Like not e- eerie, e- scary. Two E's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you'll look at him and, and you kind of get lost in him. You really stick around and look mm-hmm. at those pictures. So I really think he's quite a fantastically talented photographer. You really tell he just loves the art of photography and uh, always looking for a new adventure or a new avenue to create and work in and very prolific about it but I really really enjoyed his Flickr site I stayed there a long time I looked through a lot of things and very inspired and 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 very eerie out by some of them mm-hmm. but um, if you look him up his name is John J-O-H-N underscore F-O-B-E-S that is awesome that is but cool. I check think you'll really enjoy it please everyone uh, everyone check it out check it out Check it out. The yeah. whole time you've been talking, I've been trying to find him on Flickr because on the <clears throat> notes it's listed as Loeb's. Right? I know. I, there's a typo. But I'm like, I, there's no such person as John Loeb's. <laughs> no. Listen to me. Don't look. Don't read me. Found it. John F O B E S underscore. Yep. Pretty sweet. When we come back. Oh, look at that. Oh, hold that up. Okay, hold that ahead. up. Oh wow. Cool. Show me oh, something eerie. Awesome. That is go pretty. Go to pinhole. Um, when we come back. When we come back, we're going to be having an Argus, Argus, what would we say? Argus Rama. Argus Argus Estravaganza. Argus Estravaganza. Orgasm. There you go. <laughs> Nailed it. Hey there, FPPers. Did you know that darkroom.com now offers sheet foam processing? Sheets. That's right. 4x5 and 8x10, black and white, C41, E6 processing. Nice, flat rate. Check them out, thedarkroom.com. Click on sheet film processing, fill out your form, ship it in. They'll process it, send it back, lickety split. They have excellent customer service. They do a great job. Consistent, dependable, thedarkroom.com. Check them out today. Yo. Hey, we're back. You know what's interesting about this show, John? What show? Everyone Mike? just walked away yeah. <laughs> on a break. They, well, Leslie's well, well, back. You know, I'm back. Mm-hmm. They got to go to the bathroom sometimes. He comes down with one, two, three, four cans. Yeah. You know that Mountain Dew's giving me a little indigestion, but I like it. <laughs> we're back. <clears throat> hey, we're back. We kind of been back. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, I'm gonna st- we're gonna start it out with Mark O'Brien because he is from Ann Arbor, Michigan, which is the home of Argus Cameras. Correct. That oh. is correct. That must be really awesome. Like you're from a- you born in Ann Arbor, Michigan? Oh gosh, no! I was born in Watertown, New York. Hey, oh, I've oh, driven God. through there many times. Watertown. Me and Vigo Mortensen. Watertown, New York. Yeah. Oh. Watertown, is that York. the same Watertown that the Frank Sinatra album is written about? That was. New I have no idea. Okay. Mm. Water- I really don't know. I the Watertown. Well, anyone listening? Uh, Frank Sinatra, I Watertown. Yeah, I would be. assume it would it's be. Sergeant yes. Pepper. Yeah. It's his Sergeant. It's Frank Sinatra's Sergeant Pepper. It's called Watertown. It's a concept album. Oh, and I believe it's you know up like he must. Up. Have, he must have been hard. As up long as it's not Watertown. Massachusetts. This is what is there a Watertown, a Watertown in Maine? Up Massachusetts, I think. Google. The Google. Well, the Google. town. Anyhow, Argus right. cameras, Ann Arbor, Michigan. Uh, Leslie's walking away. <laughs> She's got a cough. Tell us, uh, for those listening who don't know Argus, like even myself, I know a little bit about. Tell us about 
Argus. Like, what are they? Okay, well, it turns out back in the early part of the last century, people's pastimes were to sit around the radio and, and listen to the radio. But the summer months weren't so hot for the radio listeners because of the way radio waves at that time propagated. So the companies that sold radios, what, one of them was called the International Radio Corporation, based Ooh. in Ann Arbor, Michigan, IRC. <laughs> they decided they needed to do something for, to sell more things and keep their employees empl- well employed during the summer months when people weren't buying radios. Interesting. He went to a, Charles Verschuer went to a trade show and he saw these Leica cameras in Europe. And he thought, wow, we could make cameras. So the first camera Argus produced was the Argus A. Came out in 1936 I think, something like that. Um, it was an instant hit. They sold thousands and thousands of copies in a matter of a few months. And that became the first easily affordable 35 millimeter camera in North America. And other companies soon caught on and, and made their own 35 millimeter they were based loosely on the Argus A design, which had a collapsible front lens. Mm-hmm. Um, it had a uh, leaf shutter in the front, and it had a, a fairly um, modest aperture. It was usually 4.5 to 3.5. And, uh, but it was a fairly simple camera. The back comes completely off. Early models had a single sprocket in the inside, and later models of the, of the Argus A had a dual sprocket for the film to advance. Um, but it was a fairly simple camera but yet it was ruggedly constructed made a bakelite on the body that paved the way to the argus c which came out in 1939 now the argus a had many iterations there's the argus original argus a which had different colors that were made there's one the holy grail is the white argus a which um is very very rare if it actually exists at all i didn't but, realize until just now that there was a camera that i want really badly okay What's that? Well, a white argus a. well the, <laughs> the i have an, I can make you one i have an olive drab argus a Ooh, olive. oh cool yeah and those are worth about 100 bucks wow that's almost 100 times what a regular argus a is worth <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Pretty much so. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, Argus produced uh, the brick, which is a C, and the C series, a C2 and the C3. The C3 is the most common Argus people will probably encounter. It has a range finder. It actually has um, the ability to change lenses on it in a very limited selection of lenses. I have one with me that's got a 35-millimeter Steinheil lens made in Germany mm, cool. um, and a little push-on uh, viewfinder on the top. The cameras are... Are very solid. They're made of bakelite and aluminum. They uh, were they made millions of these things, and they sold the same basic design from about 1939 to 1966. Wow, that's a long run for yeah, any that camera. Is a long run. And these cameras are sturdy. Um, you could kill someone with one easily. I'm surprised they haven't used one on a TV show as a murder weapon. Um, but they, they're very reliable, um, and you can work on them with a hammer and a screwdriver if you have to. As then they've seen in uh, the Harry Potter, and, oh yes, uh, Sky Captain, it's Sky Captain, Harry Potter, yep. and a bunch of other movies, Lots of movies. and Columbo. Um, in, in our, in, oh yeah, Columbo. Not only was the factory in Ann Arbor, um, it employed a lot of people for a number, quite a number of years. When it closed down, and, and Argus was acquired by Sylvania and then other companies, then onto other companies, and their operations died down in Ann Arbor. The factory buildings are still there, and in fact, the Argus Museum is—we have a, our own camera museum in Ann Arbor called the Argus Museum—and huh. you can go there and look at all the different models that were made. And there's lots of literature there for so for Argus collectors, it's like the mecca to go to. Yeah, I bet. Mm-hmm. Actually, part of the Washtenaw County Historical Society now, so it's uh, open to the public and it's open uh, five. 
days a week from 8 to 5. Wow. Very nice. Yeah. Cupcake. How did the company come up with the name Argus? Did any pirates have to do with it? Well, there's the mythical Argus creature, which had many eyes. Oh. And if you look at the Ann Arbor, used to have a newspaper called the Ann Arbor Argus. Okay. Um, so it all has to do with Greek mythology. and uh, Jason and the Argus Knots. The Argus Knots, yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. But the uh, the other thing was, originally you would see the older cameras, like the Argus A, will say IRC, which, yeah. which is International Radio Corporation. Then you change it to International Research Corporation, and then they change it to just Argus Corporation. The World War II years were very profitable for Argus, as well as a lot of other U.S. manufacturers. As typically found with a lot of U.S. companies after World War II, the manufacturing was not up to par with what was found, was being done in Japan and, and in Germany. And so the cameras came over from Germany, which were much superior to, to American cameras, which were, for the most part, lacked a lot of infrastructure in terms of R&D and, de- and mm. design. I mean, look at the, the Argus brick. It's a pretty basic design. Yeah. It didn't change much at mm-hmm. all. The C4 came out, which was much more streamlined and a much nicer camera, but pretty much very similar externally. We had the external rangefinder mm-hmm. coupling and all that. And then so if you see other Argus cameras um, later on that were not made in the U.S., they look, they look typically like other cameras made by Bala, and the SLRs are made by Japanese companies. So uh, once they stopped making U.S.-made cameras, they, they took whatever foreign manufacturers were making. Wow, that's yeah. awesome. If you want to know more about Argus cameras and their history and all that, there's a book called Argomania by Henry Gambino, <laughs> and uh, it's available online, and it's uh, definitely worth a, worth a look. I want to get a copy of that. Argomania. Yeah, I have what, a bunch of Argus. What year was the Argus, like, heyday? Like The heyday was probably the post-war years, um, late 40s, early 50s. Argus had a whole bunch of different cameras they made tlrs they made they made some 828 cameras called bantams they had uh they also had a, a bunch of different versions of the a the af and and so on some had selenium meters in them but they were very in terms of mechanical operation um you would call these crude compared to a leica of course mm-hmm. but the fact is you could probably fix one of these in the field if something went wrong with right. it versus yeah i'm more, sure 99 yeah. percent of those are still working now they're indestructible i have it's four of them much. and all four of them are Perfect. Yeah. yeah, the only thing you'll find it with some of the older models is that, especially with the A's and so forth, the leaf shutters um, will get or the will get sticky. With oh, age. I mean the bricks. But with the bricks, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean what you need can, need to fix can be done with a screwdriver. Yeah, pretty much. yeah. Well, I'm looking at a brick right now. C C three, right? That's right. No hot shoe, a cold shoe. Actually, yeah. it has a cold shoe on it. Oh, look at that! But the thing is. These were made to be used with a flash gun, and they had these two flash gun uh, contacts on the side. Fry. And so what you can do, you can cattle actually fry. modify these to work with a modern flash. It right. takes a little bit of rewiring of some things, but you can do it. It also, it is, these are absolutely not X-synced, but it's really, really simple to X-sync them. Um, I've been meaning to do a, a YouTube video forever on how to do it. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's really, it takes about 10 minutes, a screwdriver, Pop off the leather, and yeah, they're really easy to X sync, and, and they're uh, yeah, they're excellent. They're very useful. Speaking of Watertown, Frank Sinatra, John, there's now a dedicated Watertown website. Yeah, I was just looking at it before. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, it goes into the whole psychology behind the album, the whole history, connections to the Four Seasons. Exactly. Yeah. Why it was not so successful, and why it's so successful now? Yeah, absolutely. 
Argus, was there a period where they were selling more cameras than radios? Oh, they stopped making the radios probably about the time the uh, cameras started becoming popular. Right. So you think the internal brass, they were like, hey, we're selling more cameras than we are radios. Why don't we close that division down? Hey. <laughs> the funny thing about Argus is, or the, the cameras, or the radios that they made, they had a scam that they did. They, they figured that the more tubes, people thought the more tubes you had in your yeah. radio the better the radio was. Yeah, this is back yeah. when they had vacuum tubes. Was that right? right? Before they were, everything was solid state, they had vacuum oh, tubes. Yeah. And so you really only needed to have about four or five tubes in your normal radios to do all the things it needed to do. But they added extra tubes in there, but there were nothing more than just heaters, really, because they just glowed and didn't do anything. But people thought, wow, I've got a seven or eight tube radio. Right. Yeah, it must right. be worth more. So that they, they did that. That was one of the things they oh, did. Oh, boy. Like adding fins on a car. There's yeah, nothing yeah. To, to. So were they advertising those? You know, 15 tubes. Yeah, like that, yeah. Right. <laughs> and of course, as some people listening may know, aren't bugs attracted to live inside? Oh, my God. <laughs> Radio because of the, of the heat. Actually, Action, yes. yes, electrical there, fields. There are ants in the south. They're called crazy ants. Crazy that, ants that came up from South America. They're Ooh. sometimes found in Butler, New Jersey, too. Though <laughs> they've had, almost had to shut down the manned space flight center in Houston because they, these ants will come in and they'll they're like zombies. You know? Oh, and the first ones will die. The next wave will come on until you have this big pile of ants around the the electrical grid. Oh wow, holy man. shit! It's crazy. I mean, wow, it's crazy. Luckily, they only live in. Far south, right now. What about our uh, today? Ar- <laughs> oh my God! For now. So uh, when Argus uh, kind of oh my when God. did it start petering out? It started petering out back in the late fifties when you started having the people had more money. Okay, they were um, J- Japan was starting to catch up on making good cameras. Mm. Germany, of course, was exporting a lot of different. They probably yeah. were exporting Virgins, other, you know, contacts and all that. But people had more disposable income and they wanted better things. And so if you looked at how streamlined, let's say, a Yashica or a Canon camera was back even when they were in the late 50s even, how yeah. beautiful those cameras yeah. are compared to this brick Yeah, big thing. sharp corners and everything. You know, well, um, look at the look at the Vera compared to the Right, C4. I mean, it's, it's totally... Yeah. One One looks like designed by Porsche, yeah. and the other one just looks like designed by Jed Clampett. <laughs> there you go. You know? hey, so, look, with a chisel. Yeah, with a chisel. <laughs> or Conan. Hey, look, Matt Marash just walked in. Hey, Matt. Hey, hey Matt. Hey. hey, well, this is a, this is a well, night. Man. This is a panel of some guys. With a Polaroid coat on. Yeah, oh, yeah. Argus folk, they just made enough money, and they were just kind of worn out. Like, like why didn't they, they could have just upped their uh, campaign, their marketing. I mean, they could have taken it to the next step. They could have, but I, I think they ran into what a lot of U.S. manufacturers ended up with in the late 50s, and that was they undercapitalized R&D, and they were too, look at the car companies. They were just content to put the same thing out because th- their capitalization of everything was already paid for. So we'll just keep chunking these cameras out. Right. And they would just modify the later designs, which were nothing like what was coming out from overseas. Mm. Right. And so if you look at a different example of that at the other end would be the Polaroid SX-70, Whoa. which was the last U.S.-made <laughs> single-lens <laughs> reflex camera. And well, it's a beautiful it. design, right? Yep, they I spent know. a lot of time designing that. Well, yeah. Argus, they just never felt like they had to put that. They were just milking the, their cash cow until fa- finally it went barren. Now, what about, like, did Kodak send spies into the... Into the <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, uh, well, it's interesting. They were Kodak was Kodak had the Nagel factory in Germany, which made their beautiful Instamatic 500 and all the Retina cameras and all that. So they had their, their higher-end stuff. But then the, the lower-end Kodak 35s 
I mean, Kodak, they made their money selling film. Right, and, right, right. And everything else was just basically a vehicle for selling more film. Their 35-millimeter cameras, you know, they're, they're nothing really, really special. Like, the ponies are okay. Right. Um, but they're not much more advanced than an Argus A, which came out 20 right. years before. That's so right. Kodak was like, hey, Argus, go ahead, keep making cameras. Because they needed their film. Right, they, they, right exactly. And back then, you couldn't buy Fuji film in the U.S. No, no. No way. Kodak, the great yellow father, was the only person selling film in this country. Well, we had... Ansco. Ansco, right. But they were... A second ran by right. far, and so it, there's a, the, the huge reason that that I mean, Kodak says, "Hey, you guys sell more cameras, we sell more film." Right, for right. Us. Well, it's funny you, you mentioned that Kodak kind of let them do the thing because you mentioned that uh, Argus made a camera called the Bantam, but I've got a it Kodak took Bantam film. Yeah. I, oh, I thought you meant uh, the model was the Bantam because I've got a Kodak Bantam too. You know, the, the fact that they let them, but it was the model A twenty eight Bantam film. But it, it took Bantam film. I got yeah. you. Okay. And of course, you you look at the Bantam film cameras. You go, they had eight exposures on a roll. That's pitiful, right? And mm-hmm. and it's almost it's the same size really as thirty five millimeter for the most part. And you you think, gosh, but that all people also have to realize that film was expensive at the time because of war restrictions and so forth. The Bantams, if you got eight shots on a roll, you're thinking, wow, okay, I got to make this thing last. Mm-hmm. Um, the Argus. C3s were actually, there were some people who actually did use them in Europe during World War II who were combat photographers, so, but they weren't necessarily um, working for the news organizations. They were working and they um, took, took photographs in the field and so forth. Some of those are pretty, pretty amazing because the, photo, the photographs are really good. And it, considering yeah. the, the speed of the film they had back then and so forth, yeah. um, the Argus just worked in almost any condition you could think of, conditions that would probably gum up a Leica or a Contax. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if, if it got gummed up, you just pop the front off, That's right. swish it around in a stream, and yeah. uh, put it That's back right. together. Swish it around in a stream. Yeah. <laughs> wow. There's a lot of um, Argus users. There's an Argus Day every August. You'd have to look online and see what the current Argus Day is. I think it's August 13th or 14th or 15th, something like that. It changes each year because it increments by one. There's a website devoted to that. There's a bunch of different Argus collectors. But the for the most part, if you're looking for, uh, if you're collecting cameras, Argus has a lot of different models to look at. Some are very rare. I had a um, an all-black Argus C4 that I sold for about $1,400. Whoa. It was someone dropped it off at my doorstep practically, and, and wow. uh, I had it for a while, and then I had to make some money to buy a house. No, so, I, oh, um, not to buy more cameras? No, not to <laughs> buy more cameras, no. <laughs> the C4, that's the Matchmatic? The, it's usually black no, and white not, one? No, the, 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 Which the, one's the C4? The C4 is the one that's, um, it looks like a regular 35-millimeter camera. It's more sleek and all that. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. I gave oh, you the manual you sitting up there. This. The C44 is the one that looks, is, is, had, had lenses that you could take off and... and, and and replace with, with other focal lengths. Yeah, okay. And uh, I was going to see, you probably came across this. Maybe you could run me through how to work the light tester on this. Have you seen this? Oh, okay. The it, old, those old got extinction meters. Yeah. Yeah, yeah those things never that? worked worth beans. No, I, I, yeah, no, they don't. <laughs> I was like, called? you're supposed to be able to, it's a, it's a, it's a way to kind of guess. What camera be, is it? It's the, it's the A. The A2B. A2B. Oh, okay. yeah. And it's got this thing on the top that's kind of got like a darker and darker Look, you know, when you uh, can't see anymore, through the, it's like supposedly the right exposure. Yeah, so I'm looking up at the yeah. light here, and if I the one I can't see anymore, I'm like, okay, that's that, and then I'm like, and then I look at the top, and I'm like, okay, well, I can run a four or five, and it's kind of bright in here. It's everything points at one hundred. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the extinction meter is pretty cool it's, considering. It's a great idea. It's before. Crazy. 
Electronic yeah. meters, it's before selenium, it's before everything. And the fact that it's it's kind of a great, it's completely passive system. I just don't think it, I don't trust it. It's How about really right? inaccurate. Yeah. But as long as, you, as long as you're within three or four stops, it's probably cool. That's yeah. one of the first cameras, the A? That was, the, that was later on, but yeah, yeah it was AB. still early, pretty early on in their manufacturing process. E. E. It's just a funny little Yeah, so the A, those the a was the, the first, that was the really big one. So the, the one I have here today is, this is the AF. So this, this was a model that came out a couple of years after the A did. Um, this was produced from uh, 1937 to 1939. If he says anything incorrect, just cut him off. Yeah, just, I'll, I'll be able to tell by the look on his face. Okay. When he's, he'll just be over there shaking no, his head. No. What is he talking about? That did not smell <laughs> like strawberries. Um, but this, basically, this is, this is the exact same camera as an A, except that it's, it's got a focus on it. So it's got a oh, focus okay. ring. The, the uh, A's were fixed. Wait, you got a focus, focus. on yours? Does it have oh, blokes? Man. One bloke, two bloke? What's it got? No, it's got a full range on it. So oh, okay. anywhere from uh, oh! solid Bakelite construction. <laughs> See, that's what happens when you drop an Argus. Everybody, somebody gets yeah. hurt. Hey! Uh, <laughs> yeah, you break a finger with that. It goes from uh, one and a quarter feet, so whatever that is, 15 <laughs> inches, um, up to uh, infinity. All It can focus on infinity, which is wow. so far away. You point it just at the sky. <laughs> yeah. Infinity. Well, you would just you see know. like... Planets, you know, exactly. You can see the edge of the universe with it. But yeah, I mean, it'll focus down to 15 inches, which is pretty good. Yeah. Um, and then the same, you know, the same as the A otherwise. So it's got uh, ranges from uh, 4.5 to 11, F11. Yeah. Um, shutter speeds are 25, 50, 100, 200 bulb and time. Mm-hmm. So it's got, you know, it's, it's fairly wow. useful. Uh, I don't have an extinction meter or anything. I just have a, a viewfinder, which Does is sort of a... flash contacts on the side or no? No, this okay. one doesn't, no. But yeah. yeah, I mean, like I said, there were so many variations yeah. of it. Have you shot with that? Oh yeah, I love this old camera. Yeah, I have an A that I've shot with more, but um, but I, I have shot with the A. You, well. you, you prefer that over the C three? No, my C three is one of my one of my favorite okay. cameras. Yeah, I love it. Mark, do people reskin their C threes? Do they get fancy? Oh yeah, I see some beautiful ones. You know, put oh, red yeah. leather red or whatever. Some they even put fur. I saw one. Fur. They got some brick pattern to put on the brick. So that <laughs> oh, was really awesome. that's, that's a good idea. Yeah, Argus, that's the beauty of of the of some of those cameras. People are. Doing different things with them. Speaking I, of the, you, you mentioned the white A. I, yeah. I I reskinned one of my C3s in white leather. Okay, Ooh. and it looks it looks like again like an Apple product. You know, it's just <laughs> so slick, like shiny stainless with white. Now another thing about the the C3, which is always impressive, is when you go to scan your negs, they're like you'll be like you go to cut them and you be like. Jesus, they're practically touching. I mean, they they got the oh, sizing no on those space. things where there's like you're just almost cutting one off. The, I mean, so you can get like it's like a 30, hair. You can get like 38 shots on a 36 roll. It's just like you don't want to waste any film. No, you don't. They <laughs> knew that. I mean, I mean, it's it was always like whoa, absolutely. So. And what do we leave out? We do we cover everything? Oh, they also made twin lens reflexes. I was about to say no, today. Really? I, I see you. I see you've got one there. And yeah. I don't. And I have one with me. Uh, which one did I bring? Oh yeah, Michika, yeah. the, the uh, Argus 40. And they had a bunch of different ones, which are modified box cameras. I mean, they had mm. the Argoflexes, which, like the Argoflex E and so forth, which took 620 film. Sometimes you can fit 120 in them if you, if you f- I know. mess around with the, uh, a few things. But the, the fact <laughs> is, they uh, are mostly 620. I take that back. They're 620 in the box camera size. There are some of the Argo flexes you can use 120 without too much difficulty. Hmm. But you know those cameras are getting old. They were made back in the 40s. The mechanisms are are kind of suspect after a while. But if you find one that works, it may work great. But the mirror will be all gummed up. Gum, yeah, yeah, I mean it's, they that. lose the the, the mirrors, mirroring start. The silvering starts going. If you're looking for a fairly inexpensive TLR, it's a lot of fun. The Argo flex 
or the Argus 75, Argus Super 75, but the best of those is the Argus 40 because it actually has a, a helical focus for the front, even though it's a you're basically estimating everything because you're only looking the taking the viewing lens is only like looking through a Lubitel, mm-hmm. nothing changes. Right, it's right. not keyed, hooked into the taking lens, but you can focus from three and a half feet to infinity. And um, <laughs> wow! And you have and beyond. Shutter speeds that go from bulb to one twenty fifth to one fiftieth, hmm. and so it's actually and you have a uh, ability to use a um, remote plunger on the uh, shutter. Uh, okay, and you can also I think it's also got what else? Oh yeah, an F twenty two. From F45 to F22. So oh, and yours does have a flash on the side. Yeah, it's it does got have a flash on the side. Yeah, yeah. That's good. But, you know, you put this on a tripod. It's got a tripod socket. And you can take really nice photographs with it because it, they're, it's this nice, sharp little lens. A 4.5 anastigmate coated Varex 75-millimeter wow. lens. That's cool. Wow. Cool. We call it cattle prod because Mark modified one of the side ones with so that fits the batteries and a small flash into it. So if you don't forget to turn it off, you can walk up to someone and go. Yeah. Yeah. It hurts. Yeah, it hurts. Ensued. Okay. Yeah. Someone, so, yeah if someone wants an Argus, go to eBay. Yeah, eBay. You know, people will put these things up on eBay. Sometimes you'll when when certain things happen, like the Harry Potter movie came out. Oh, yeah. The the uh, Argus that was being the C three that was on the Matchmatic, which had a, a two tone covering on the on the leather. When, where people are trying to sell for a hundred dollars. Yeah. You know? So you had yeah. these uh, five dollar cameras. Yep. The the thing is, there's so many of them out there. You can you should be able to buy a, de- a pretty decent one for ten dollars or less. Yeah. Okay. Problem is, it's going to get you in the shipping because they weigh so much. Yes. No. <laughs> oh, and if and I I haven't looked at this, at this for a while, but it, but correct me if I'm wrong. But uh, some of the later C3s, Argus was using some of their own EV systems on the. Oh yeah, the Matchmatic had an EV system, just yeah. like some of the ponies did. Yeah. Um, and you have to have a conversion chart if you're going to shoot with yeah, it. Yeah, if you don't have the have it hooked up to where you know, because I had a meter that went with it. Yeah. And so if you went by the meter and the EV system and the meter worked, you were good. But most of those have, have ceased working, or else you can't find the meter. So yeah, there's a conversion chart for that. Um, and if you just look at the the, the Argus standard which is the latter, latter versions of the C3, they only have, uh, let's see, five shutter speeds besides bulb. Tenth, 25th, 50th, 100th, and 300th of a second. Hmm. I'm sure they're not exactly right there. Mm. We'll have to find <laughs> we'll out later. later. We can yeah, check it later. Yeah. Check that, yeah. Yeah. Well, we're going to take a break, quick break. When we come back, we're going to say goodbye. Our <laughs> Hey, John. Hey, Mike. I'm very excited to do a quick barrel through of oh. what's new in the oh. Film Photography Podcast Store. Oh, let's do it. Filmphotographystore.com. It is the store of the FPP. It's the store of tomorrow. It is. And today's biggest explosion, FPP hand-rolled 35mm film. Look at this. Oh, my God. John has in his hand a 400-foot roll. Remember when we were uh, students? Yeah. Shoot remember movies. The, remember the thrill of shooting movies? Amazing. Running to, like, you know, to New York, to Kodak on 33rd Street. Do you remember? Yes, I do. By the post office? Vividly. The Professor Tarbox would be like, it's by the post office. <laughs> 
<laughs> Do you remember? Yes. Uh, I am thrilled to tell you that we we now are carrying in 35 millimeter, 24 exposure rolls, FPP Cinema XX. Wow. Black and white. Oh, must be beautiful. It is. There's no secret here. It's Eastman Kodak Double X mm. negative five two two two. A number of people on the Flickr group have been shooting with five two two two. If you don't process at home, how do you get it to process? Send it to the dark room. The or dark room. Yeah. Well, what's the process for it? Reg- regular. C41? No. Black and white. Oh, black and white. So right. it's like HC110. Oh, I see. D76. Mm-hmm. Half and all. I was amazed by the rich tones of this black and white film. It has a lot of latitude. So there are deep blacks, but there are also fine grays, and the whites don't burn out. Mm, really? That's yes. special. And I'm sure, John, you would like a few rolls of this. Yes. It's amazing, and I can tell you the smell, the mm. feel of holding film, yeah. and the thrill of you out there shooting Eastman Kodak, double X. Five, two, two. There are growing number of still shooters using motion picture films, especially Eastman Double X, as it can be developed in traditional black and white chemistry and has no rem jet. There's no like cookie layer or anything mm-hmm. weird about it. According to Project Double X Online, this film has been used on such films as Schindler's List, Memento, Kafka, and the opening sequence of Casino Royale. Really? Yeah. So you could load this film in your 35mm still camera and the, shoot away. The history behind it. But that's not all. No. We're also carrying Fuji Color. It. It. IT exclamation point. Color negative film has an ISO of six. It is actually Fuji Color IT N, which is a film that was originally designed to make negatives from slides. No kidding. ISO of six. You can get this in your grubby little hands. That'll be fun. How about Fuji Chrome EDU Type 2? Yeah, how about it? This is ISO of 20. Interesting. Yep. It's a tungsten balance duplicating film. It's tungsten balance, meaning if you shoot it in daylight, It'll mm. be blue, so you could shoot day for yeah. night. Poly Pen F. Still in the store. 50 ISO. This is a smooth... Did I give you a roll of this? Yeah. Have you shot it yet or no? No, I haven't. It's a silky smooth, glowing Poly Pen F. Originally designed to make dupes of 35mm motion pictures. Mm. This is from Germany. Kodak Rapid Copy Film. ISO 0.06. It makes your brain explode, right? Incredible, right? That's That would be fun. Shoot some ocean waves with that stuff. Uh, 620 film. Now on 620 spools that we have manufactured. We are offering all these films on 620 spools for your favorite Kodak Brownie or 620 camera. Lomography Earl Grey 100. Fujichrome Provia 100F. Fuji Neo Pan 100 Black and White. Hi. Kodak Ektachrome 100X. Yes. Kodak Ektar 100. Ooh. Kodak Gold 200. Mm. Kodak Portra 160. Yeah. A Lomography 3-pack. That is amazing. Yeah. How about 4x5 sheet film? How about it? FAP Green and Blue X-ray film. Mm, yummy. How about 8x10 X-ray film? How about it? How about APS film, mm. 110 film, no. and get this, what? 126 cartridge. <laughs> this is news. Do you hear the ticker tape? I hear it. I'm excited. Yeah. That's actually the sound of my brain percolating. And all this is in the store for you, the person out there listening. Go to it. The selection is unbelievable. Your brain, your, your, your head's out. probably spinning. You probably will be talking about this on the show. <laughs> what show? <laughs> Talk to you soon. All right, bye. Filmphotographystore.com Hey, we're back. Hey, Matt. Who Matt kind of just walked in during the taping session. Yeah, what's up, guys? Which is awesome because we're here in Finlay, Ohio, and Matt it wasn't such a long drive. No, it's just been a long day. I've oh, been, a long I've been, day. I've been Did doing you work, work today. Yeah, I've been doing workshops all day actually, uh, teaching uh, teaching folks how to take their speed light flash off camera all the way up to professional studio stuff. Uh, Midwest Photo has this uh, learning studio they just opened up uh, across the street from the main store. Right. And like mm. 2014 is the year of education for them. Right. Wow. And they invited all of their vendors. The kids down. or adults? Wow. Who? 
mostly like adults and pro- today was like professional day and then they're doing like a hobbyist day on right. Saturday and it's crazy. They have like a, a studio with tens of thousands of dollars of, you know, brand new lighting gear and they've made a, a, a legit studio out of it and people are going to, I think the goal is to end up having it be a rental studio, but they can do workshops and I hear they're going to be doing some film stuff. Some uh, some crazy kid's going to teach him how to do that. Some crazy kid. Like, ah, <laughs> check this out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So much. before we go, and we're taking a break for the summer. Ocho. And, you know. There you go, Mark. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh-oh, someone wants your job, John. And, no, uh, no. <laughs> you know, photo stock's passed already. Anything going on this summer? Anything exciting? That's going exciting. on this summer that, that, you know, that you're doing involved with photography? <laughs> oh, the photography um, thing. Let's see. Uh, most exciting stuff I'm I'm doing this summer is going to be getting out and uh, shooting and shooting and shooting some oh, more. Good, okay. Just because uh, there's a ton of parks uh, around the Columbus area, I haven't visited them all yet. I just learned I'm 45 minutes from the Hocking Hills, which is a beautiful place to shoot. Um, and uh, my plan is to go out at least uh, at least twice a month, shoot that. And then I also have a personal project I'm, I'm working on. I've got, uh, it's going to involve some recurring models, a bunch of color film, a lot of light stuff. And uh, Midwest Photo is actually helping me out with that. They have this huge rentals department. So we're working in tandem to do this uh, series where I'm just going to be going out on location doing these big shoots. So uh, that'll that'll show Yeah, that'll show up in like forever on my Flickr. Oh, (laughs) you'll probably beat me. So don't worry about it. I don't know. I think (laughs) John's definitely going to beat me. but Uh, (laughs) I'm chugging along. But so we're going to be taking a, a long break. We're going to be taking a summer break. But when we come back on September 15th, of course, we're going to be gearing up for the fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, back to school. Right, John? Mm-hmm. Back to school, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We're gearing up for the, you know, crazy to say, but you know, the holiday season. No, and whatnot. I don't even want to talk about that. Jesus, exactly. Well, you know, we have to get ready. You have to think oh, about yeah, it. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so, <laughs> and Mark, I want to thank you for being our special guest. Yeah. Anything slated for the summer you want to share? Oh, I just want to Wrong go out there and do a much more shooting of some things that interest me. And, uh, right. Get more film, miles through the cameras, and have a good time. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. That's what we're all about. That's right. Now, when I'm walking down the street in the summer, oh, and no. you kind of just walk into like a caterpillar, like no danger, right? Ninety-nine percent of the time, there's no danger. They're usually l- really little. They just kind of squirm in on the end of like a what is that? Like a silk it's thing? Sil- it's a silk thread. Yeah. What are they doing in my way? You're in, you're in their way. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, man. Oh, my God. Oh, oh no. I don't even know what that is. It sounds awful. No, don't go. Don't What's go. a mayfly? It, they're they're just everywhere. They're aquatic insects that emerge from the muck of the, of the lake, and then they fly out. The, they, they call mayflies because they only live for a day or so. Oh, thank God. It's the only insect <laughs> that metamorphose twice as an really? adult. Really? Yeah. And then they fly by the bazillions into lights and everything else. Oh, my and, God. Because all they just do is live to mate. Okay. And make more mayflies. If they die in two days, why, what's the problem? Why don't they just well, if you just had... For those two days. Had, that's one heck of an orgy for two days. Two hell of a good days. Yeah, very yeah. good the, days. The first time I found out about mayflies, I went to what is the most fantastic theme park in the U.S., Cedar Point. They really tend to culminate in that area because there's these big, you know, these big stadium lights all over this theme park. Really? Oh, wow. And it was like... It was like a horror movie because they were they were occluding parts of the sky and like the like the kids games with the stuffed animals they're covered in these the flies are coming out of them oh my God. it's wow. kids are screaming they're, you know, the food's on the ground they're Sounds going like at a good it it's, FPP oh walk no, let's it, do it it really yeah. is uh, let's get there 
Bugs, Mike. Just, what about this? Mike? We'll get to get Mike a hazmat suit, though. <laughs> what about John goes to the shore often? When you Jersey Shore, you, you, you can't, like, flies that just bite you. Oh, Those little oh, sand flies. flies. Those are Kardashian flies. They hurt. What do they want? Yeah, from Kardashian them? flies. <laughs> they want blood. They call them horse flies. They, 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 they yeah, they're biting? Horse fly. Yeah, they bite. Yeah. They want, they oh, go, actually, there's a couple different kinds. There are... <laughs> There's horse flies and deer flies, that, okay. which, oh, which, which will bite you and fly around all that. But the worst ones yes. are the little flies that, that that will land on your leg, go for your ankles. Yeah, right? oh. yes, I hate they those. do. I hate those. They do. Yeah. What do I they s- want? Blood. Yeah. What about the ones that lay the eggs under your skin? I don't know. We don't have those. Here. Okay. All right. Okay. The ones so, that land on your ankles, like you can't even shoo them away. They do no, not they, go they, away. No, they just come back, and it's like little little. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What do you use? Deet to put on your legs? Uh, I think it's a sledgehammer. What if you uh, coat your legs of garlic? Actually, no. Here's what you do. You, t- you, you wear calf-high white socks, okay? okay? Calf-high. At the beach. Yes. Sandals. And then, the oh, he's going to look like a winner. You, you take some um, double-stick tape and yes. run it all the way around the outside. And so when those flies land, right. they land on and they get stuck to it. What's worse, no getting, beat, getting beat up? <laughs> do people, people actually do that? No. Or are you being silly? People might... Probably wouldn't do that, but they do it at the at the beaches in, in Michigan. They have these little places where like, these posts like come on the ground, and they yeah. wrap them in white sticky stuff, and wow. the flies stick to it. Wow. Oh. That's how my mom keeps the cats from scratching a couch. <laughs> right, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just cats stuck <laughs> over a couch. Yeah, it's, like, it's rough. They, they come and get your ankles. So if you folks want to write in uh, about you know film or cameras, Argus, or about bugs now, <laughs> because we'll have no problem just getting on the hotline to Mark O'Brien. Be like, dude, this guy, FPP here. He needs some help. He's got this problem. Got some bugs bugging him. Yeah, he's got some bugs bugging him. So, All right. oh, uh, you know, I do have to mention. I know I'm dragging this on, but uh, a camera came in that I bought on eBay years ago. It's still sitting on the shelf. I won't touch it. At some point, it was a Polaroid 100. At some point, got a bug in it. I opened it up, and there was like dried small cockroaches in it. Oh. So I just shook them all out on the dock, uh-huh. of the loading dock. But at some point, like cockroaches were living in that camera. Mm-hmm. Why? Could have left the back open. No, I mean, you think someone left the back open? They must have. They couldn't sneak in on the, any other way. No, they can't go through glass. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> that would be a crazy. What were they bug. doing in there? They ain't magic. They, but did they you ever see Joe's sm- apartment? Very small. Did you ever see Joe's apartment? Uh, I yeah. Seen that. Yeah. Oh, the well, short you film. Watch that no. movie if you don't like insects. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Second only to the Creep Show episode where all the bugs come yeah, out of yeah. uh, E.J. Marshall. E. But Marshall's much better because they do a Busby Berkeley routine in the toilet. Oh, uh, nice. Or what about uh, William S. Burroughs? Uh, what is the one where he turns Naked Lunch? Over? Naked Lunch. Yeah. That's great for bug people. There yeah. was that one X-Files with all the cockroaches. Which, all right. Well, all right. <laughs> bugs crawl across the screen. That freaked me out. But, uh, that, was, that was good. You know, we could probably do. Um, I mean, you, you were thinking, of course. And are there any pu- bug podcasts? I don't know. There might be well, some. Out there. Because not only would it be interesting, but people would be writing in all the time because everyone has bug problems. <laughs> hmm. right? yeah, so. yeah. Well, I want to thank everyone for tuning in this part of the year. Marvelous. It's been a great, great time. And uh, we'll be back, well, you know, not in two weeks, but very soon. But, you know, un- check into the website. The blogs will be updated. We will have, we usually do during the summer, hey, what were your favorite podcasts of all time? Uh, our Facebook page, of course, will be very active. And, of course, the FPP store. And, of course, Mark Dalzell is going to talk me into, try to talk me into, like, you look like a little bit like a hippie now. Because, look, you look like <laughs> the beads around you, like, hey, man. Oh, hey, man. Hey. Peace out, man. Autofocus is the way to go. We'll be back, and here's some music, and we'll see you real soon. We drive at 30 miles an hour in the middle of a piece of